0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Juneteenth marks both the long, hard night of slavery and subjugation and a promise of a bright morning to come. This is a day of profound, in my view, profound weight and profound power. A day in which we remember the moral stain, the terrible toll that slavery took on the country and continues to take. And that, of course, was just moments ago. President Biden in the East Room of the White House signing into law the 11th National Annual Federal Holiday in the U.S. Juneteenth also known as Emancipation Day, a reference to June 19th, 1865. That's the day when a union general arrived in Galveston, Texas, telling African-American slaves that the Civil War it was over. They were now free under the Emancipation Proclamation, which had been signed uh, two years earlier back in 1863 by President Abraham Lincoln. Well, joining us right now is Bloomberg New York Deputy Bureau Chief Shartia Brantley, joining us in our interactive broker studio. You know, you do wonder, especially after the year that we've had, we are having conversations. I had to pause for a moment, because I was thinking, Shorty, if the last year hadn't happened, uh, and in many ways we wish it didn't because of the pandemic, but of course of what happened to George Floyd and so many other black Americans. um, But if it hadn't, would this have happened? And would we be having some of the conversations that we're having in corporate America, that we're having in the Bloomberg newsroom, that we're really having around this country?
1: I don't think so. I think we were satisfied with the glacial pace of progress uh, that we had been making, and we were okay with ignoring the 800-pound elephant in the room.
0: You know, you have so many conversations as part of our Bloomberg Live events. You uh, produce the Equality Summit. You know, and you've been doing that for a few years here. Has the conversation changed, especially when it comes to corporate America, about you know more inclusion, more diversity, and not just talk but actually? The walk.
1: It really does. Actually, shameless plug, we <laughs> just hosted Corporate Mandate for Change earlier today, a Bloomberg Equality Briefing, and I had the opportunity to speak with Levi CEO Chip Burke and his Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer Elizabeth A. Morrison on just um, the, the reckoning that they've had within that organization. And we also had uh, the heads of D&I from 3M, Twitter, and mm. Mass Mutual to talk about how their organizations have been impacted as well over the past year. You
0: talk about a reckoning in Levi. Is that just within the management structure? Is it within the employee base or a little bit of everything? A
1: little bit of everything. I think um, over the past year, companies have had to take a serious look at their numbers. And you may have diversity in the you know entry-level positions, but when it comes to senior management representation, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? And I think companies like Levi and other organizations are taking a step, what does our board look like? What do our senior ranks look like? You know, you can't be what you can't see. What's interesting too, and if I look at corporate boards and, you know, I feel
0: like we went through a period where it was the same Black Americans on the same boards, right, rather than branching it out. And that's part of it, right? Diversity means, and inclusion, means not just diversity among a few, but right, really including the population
1: that are such a significant part of our country. And we've seen quite a few initiatives uh pop up over the past year, you know, Ursula Burns and her board action um, for diversity mm-hmm. and other initiatives have propped up over the past year to try to a um, educate <laughs> major corporations that there is a huge pool of executives who uh, of color who are more than qualified to join corporate boards. Well,
0: someone taking action, someone looking to educate, someone looking to help and really spread out the wealth in our country is none other than singer, songwriter, producer, entrepreneur Pharrell Williams, who joins us right now uh, on the phone joining our own Bloomberg New York Deputy uh, Bureau Chief Shartia Brantley Pharrell it's great to have you here it's a very significant day for this country talk to us about hearing about seeing about the president put Juneteenth uh, a making it a federal holiday here in the United States
2: well of course uh, as an African American and African diaspora all of our DNA is excited uh, we're very grateful uh, to be recognized Uh, on a federal level, Um, but there's a lot of, there's, there's so much more work to do. Um, I'm not sure, but I think Hmm. our state was first, Virginia, Um, would be the first state to do it. Uh, But man, it's been a long time coming, you know, and for so long people have, you know, debated as to whether, you know, it's an either or situation with, you know, Independence Day. But my ancestors, uh, most like everybody else who's African-American and people of color here, um, our ancestors had to fight in the war, whether it was on either side, they had to do it. Um, But they were not free. And nor were white women and nor were LGBTQIA, like essentially no one was free except our our, our white brothers at the time, you know. but this was America, and America was trying to figure out what it wanted to be. And once they made that decision, um, it took a very long time for us to be uh, emancipated. And for so long, that day of emancipation uh, for us, which was a, such a joyous day, uh, would go ignored like it was something that was seen as like some sort of like d- divisive thing, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens to be our history. And for us to be free everybody's free. It's like we talk about liberty in our pledge. But even if we're really going to use that word, then everyone in this nation needs to be free. Everyone. So it was a good day for us. hmm. It was when I say that, I mean Americans,
0: by the way.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you're being inclusive,
0: (laughs) which is wonderful. And that's what this is about.
1: Pharrell, why has our history become so controversial as of late? And what does uh, today's, uh, you know, the President Biden signing this into law, does it increase the much-needed conversations we need to bring us all together? Because you can't move forward if you don't know where you've been.
2: Right, right. Well, I mean, there there are those who just don't know the history, and then there are people who know the history but don't want to hear about it. Um, And then there are people who would like for other people to not know the history and then there's a lot of people who want people to really understand the history um you know we're on bloomberg right 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 now mm-hmm. right you are and do you all know you know this this place that everything is where everything is traded right you know this place wall street do you know the history of wall street
0: yes you're talking about
2: you you do, do you know- the first commodity that was ever traded on Wall Street.
1: Slave trading. Is that what you're referencing?
2: I I can't, yes, can't hear you.
1: Oh, I said Sorry? slave trading.
2: Right, because that's what they needed to stand against the wall. And there's a lot of people that don't understand that or know that, um, and, and there's so much more, I mean, you know, and it, there's so many, that and I don't want us to get off of the beautiful celebration that is Juneteenth, and 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 what our president was able to do today, and what, by the way, the Senate and the House, and we needed them both. Everybody unanimous, unanimously unanimously uh, voted, and and uh, I thought that was a very beautiful thing. It's such a it's a great uh, gesture and such a great step in the right direction. But again, we have a lot more to go. There was a there was some delay between us and I couldn't hear what you all were saying. No, it's okay. It's just there's so much. Right. Um and I see I see critical race theory being like um, you know, I, I see it being questioned, I see it being debated, and I see it see it being vilified. But why would you not want people to know the history of our country in order for us to move forward? Like that is like the, the natural thing for us to do. is well, to understand, you know, like celebrate our differences. Versus being afraid of them, you know. Celebrate our stories and um, and, and 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 try to get to a place well, of healing.
0: Are you concerned that, in terms of, as you said, this was an important day, but you don't want this to be necessarily a distraction, right? There is still a lot of work to do. Charti and I were talking before we got going uh, with you, Pharrell, is that we look around corporate boardrooms and they're still not really diverse or the c-suite isn't still really diverse so we've had a lot of conversations again in the past year what do you see from some of the work that you're doing or having an understanding of being a black American that what really needs to be done to make significant change so that they're you know we're not talking about DNI, we're actually having it done and seeing it done
2: well so firstly I, I, I we have a Jill team pledge um, and it would be great to have all of the fortune five hundred and you know, uh, you know, all of the the bigger corporations to sign in um, and make sure people have a pay holiday or at least a like a, a skeleton day or ghost day where they can figure out what, what they want to do with the day, but still mm-hmm. um, paid for. It. They're Americans, right? and Juneteenth is now an American federal holiday. um but what we're all, what I'm doing specifically as it pertains to like, the, um, the disparity and the disproportionate access to education, health, uh, and healthcare, care um, and legislation is Black Ambition. And Black Ambition is a prize that we put together. It's a 501c3 that we work in partnerships with the historic Black colleges and universities to find more um, Black and Latinx entrepreneurs. Now, why did we do that? Because if you look at the American pie chart, like we don't own enough uh, things out there, right? Uh, Where you find people in communities that own things, their children actually have great access to healthcare, education, and legislation. So in order for us to have a voice, we've gotta own more things. Um, And it wasn't just Tulsa, Oklahoma that this this happened to. It's happened many, 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 many times, right? So what we wanna do is uh, create a, a level playing field because we think that HBCUs have the most fertile grounds to launch such a prize and such a search. Um, And then then once you win, the coolest part is there is mentorship. If you ask the less than 3% of the private equity and VC founders um, of color... Uh, what was their biggest hurdle. You'd think it was the capital. Capital's hard, but what's even harder is mentorship. It's like, you know, it's like giving a dirt, you know, a motorcycle to, you know, a really excited 12-year-old without training wheels or any kind of practice or any kind of um, schooling or tutelage. That's mm. so what we want to do is make sure that, like, when these people who have a good idea um, but may not have, like, the business acumen, this is giving them the, the advice to make sure that, like, their idea actually can take off.
1: Uh, I know that you launched uh, this initiative back in December, and you're targeting, you know, startups and you know, Black and Latinx uh, entrepreneurs within consumer products and services, design, healthcare, uh, and tech. Um, I was on your what? website, and it said that National Demo Day is scheduled for next month. How many of these uh, entrepreneurs will be making presentations?
2: There's a lot. <laughs> There's a whole, whole, whole lot. But I can also tell you uh, the the numbers were crazy. Um, what I've tried to do um, is get out of the way. I'm a galvanizer. This, this is something that I knew needed. Um, but I'm not one of those like, you know, celebrity people who are like, man, uh, I'm like right in the middle in front of this because one, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. But as it pertains to like training these people and mentoring these people for what it is that they need, we wanted to make sure that like, um, this was in a true real partner with the HBCUs, because there's a lot of talent that come out of there and they don't really get the love and the light and the shine that they deserve. So this is not like something where like, I am like the Griffin on the ship. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, it's just the black ambition that is. I don't know if that's answering your question, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to just tell you like, <laughs>
1: It does. Well, I'm a proud graduate. And I don't want to be. Say again. I said, I'm a proud graduate of a historically black college and university. I graduated from Albany State University in Georgia. And one thing I do wanna say, um, mentioning about Black Ambition, I see you partnered with some major organizations such as the Rockefeller Foundation, Adidas, uh, the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, um, and Ron Conway, SV Angel. Was it um, a challenge um, bringing these big names together for this endeavor?
2: Well, let me just tell you, Ron Conway and SB Angel, where he was the first one, it was Mm -hmm. on his birthday last year. I had a conversation with him at a dinner and he, you know, he stopped what he was doing and he got his phone out and he's got a piece of paper. And literally he started working right there at that table. And honestly, the rest has been history. He called um, uh, Willis Selden, uh, African-American partner at Bridgepan. Uh, to come on board to help us uh, architect this thing, and she put together one of the most amazing, comprehensive, mostly female, uh, a, a mostly female team. It's one of the most amazing processes I've ever seen in my life. It, you you realize that these 501c3s are are just like any other art. Like it is, it is it's comprehensive, and these people are real true architects. Um, and, you know, Ron started picking up the phone and everyone answers the phone for him. He's a very smart man. And he's lent uh, his time, his likeness and his resources to a lot of great causes. And I, I, li- I literally got a chance to watch this man work um, because he really believe uh, in black ambition. And so it hasn't been that hard. I mean, we've raised a lot of money um, north of north of 50 million dollars. And wow. we're not going to stop because it won't it won't matter and that's like less than a year it won't matter if the minorities and we're not really minorities but the minorities <laughs> in this country you know have an equitable opportunity to own and to, and and by the way, not just own, but also senior leadership positions. Something else that you talked about, like we need that. We need the diversity. That's what America really and truly looks like. And what and to, and and to go back to your other question about whether it was hard or not, you know, a lot of these big corporations realize like these that their consumer base votes by their purchases. You know, they vote with their credit cards. So it's like they got to make these decisions. They have to make these changes because if not people go to their competitor or they create their own.
0: Right, Pharrell, you make a really good point and Bloomberg has done a lot of reporting about this, that this isn't an income story, it's about being able to acquire wealth. And Black Americans haven't had the same opportunity when it comes to homes, they haven't had the same access when it comes to the establishment in the financial community. Do you fault and and does the traditional financial community still continue not to embrace minority communities?
2: Sure. But that's just because they don't the, the ones that do that, they don't understand us. You know, they just think that we are consumers. They have no idea that we are also contributors. We are all co-creators, right? We're made in God's image or at least in the universe's image. Like we're all co-creators. And they they just gotta come around to seeing that, right? And so until they do, we're gonna we're gonna flex our, you know, that word flexure, we're gonna flex our black ambition. This is this is what it's about and if you love us man it's just like Juneteenth if you love us then you know that that's like a pledge that your corporation should be a part of or your small business should be a part of
0: right
2: if you love us you see that mm. black you see that black color is a very interesting color because they like black glasses black dresses black shoes, black cars, black tent, black remote controls they like black everything black leather black jackets but when it comes to the people, There's an issue. You like black food. You like black dances. You even like black (laughs) sling, you know, all the companies give you swag. Now, listen, and we love you for that, but you got to love us back because at night when you look up into that sky, I don't care what color your eyes are. You see a lot of black. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that color. And it's it's a lot good with us. So it's time.
0: Well, has something changed. We love you back. Has something changed in the past year? Is the conversation different? Is it the recognition different, do you think?
2: That's a different conversation altogether. Mm. I'm just working on the front lines of optimism. Okay. But there's there's a lot going on in the background and I know you all see it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. The world is a very different place. When you think about the fact that like everything is in the air, all the information is in the air, right? This is definitely the age of Aquarius. This is where I get a little weird, um, <laughs> but everything is in the air. And we and like weird. Prove it, mm-hmm. you know, more, more people are work, working remotely. I mean, the new phenomenon of companies saying, hey, okay. So finally, we need you to come in and people go, I'm really sorry. You know, I moved to like Florida during the pandemic or I moved to Austin during the pandemic. And companies are having to change their operation hours and mandates Mm -hmm. uh, because they don't want to lose the talent to their competition. And you know what? The workers now know that. So we are in a different time. You know, it's it's different. It's like, yeah, we have an offline life, but your online life, that's life. And that has a tremendous effect, a a trickle down and domino effect on everything every every sub you talk about is being affected by that including race relations including citizenship you know what these companies have to realize right now this is what you have to ask yourself if you're a company um will you accept a black dollar sure okay will you will you accept a transgender dollar now some of them will pause for a second but they say okay yeah right would you accept an undocumented workers dollar they really pause for a second, but then mm. they say, yeah,
0: right. But then the real question,
2: the real question, real question, and I'm done. Sorry. The real <laughs> Don't question
0: apologize.
2: Is, is, can your business survive without the black dollar? Can your business mm. survive without the LGBTQIA dollar? Mm-hmm. Can your business survive without the undocumented workers dollar? That is the new question. This is where we are now.
1: So, Pharrell, in our remaining moments, where do we go from here? Juneteenth is now a federal holiday, um, but we still do not have the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, um, you know, passed, uh, for an example. So where should we focus our attention and energy at this time? And forgive her, it's a
0: big question, but we've only got, unfortunately, about 50 seconds left here.
2: That's okay. It was a universal question. So the answer is, just like the universe, the universe is growing in all places, all at the same time. We need work in all places at the same time. We need improvement. That's my Black ambition.
0: Doing better. Hey, listen, (laughs) thank you so much. Pharrell, uh, really appreciate it. Pharrell Williams, of course, uh, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, producer, joining us uh, there uh, from, uh, I believe he was on the West Coast, and uh, of course our own Bloomberg News, New York Deputy Bureau Chief Shartia Brantley. Uh, A really thoughtful conversation, so really appreciate it.